أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسوله سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه وأزواجه وذرياته وأهل بيته ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين وبعد عن سيدنا عبد الله بن عبد الرحمن ابن أبي صعصعة أن أبا سعيد الخضري رضي الله تعالى عنه قال له إني أراك تحب الغنم والبادية فإذا كنت في غنمك أم باديتك فأذنت للصلاة فارفع صوتك بالنداء فإنه لا يسمع مدى صوت المؤذن جن ولا إنس ولا شيء إلا شهد له يوم القيامة قال له أبو سعيد سمعته من رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم رواه البخاري سيدنا عبد الرحمن بن Uh, 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 Abi, uh, Abdurrahman ibn uh, Abi Sa'a Sa'a uh, narrates from Abu Sa'id al-Khudri he is from one of the Kibar al-Tabi'een he is one of the one of the, the, the uh, elders and the mashayikh of the, the the Tabi'een that take the deen from the Sahaba radiyallahu anhum and he is from uh, uh, the lineage of the Ansar and he is uh, uh, also a, a narrator that the, the imams of hadith narrate from including Bukhari, Abu Dawud, Nasai and Ibn Majah uh, and uh, uh, he is uh, uh, in this hadith narrating something from Abu Sa'id al-Khudri radiallahu anhu who is from the Sahaba one of the four prolific hadith narrators so the four mukathirin bil hadith Sayyidina Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu Sayyidatuna Aishatu radiallahu ta'ala anha Abu Sa'id al-Khudri radiallahu ta'ala anhu and Abdullah ibn Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu and in general then there's the Abadila Arba'a the four Abdullahs meaning that they're not that not that they're the only four Abdullahs from the Sahaba or even the main four Abdullahs for that matter from the Sahaba but they're the four that the most hadith are narrated from Abdullah ibn Umar Ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala anhu Abdullah ibn Amr ibn al-Asi radiallahu ta'ala anhu Abdullah ibn Zubair and Abdullah ibn Abbas radiallahu ta'ala anhum uh, It doesn't include Abdullah ibn uh, 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 Mas'ud radiallahu anhu And one of the reasons that the younger uh, Some of the younger tabi'in Because these are not like these are not like the Khulafa Rashidun, right? Uh, one of the reasons they're the ones who narrate so much Is because when everybody's in Medina It's still the old crew, you know? There's not as much need to sit and teach what did the Prophet say about this or that. They kind of understood it, they lived it. Um, and actually, this idea of what, you know, when a dalil and this and that, this is actually a, not a sign of uh, being of the Salaf, it's a sign of not being of them. Because the difference between the Salaf, the Khairul Quruni Qarni, Thumma Yalunahum, Thumma Yalunahum, the difference between those pious predecessors, the Sahaba, the Tabi'een, the Taba'a Tabi'een, um, and uh, 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 the rest of the people is that they're the ones who actually live the, live the deen. And from amongst them, there are tears as well. So the Tabi'een more so than the Taba'a Tabi'een, the Sahaba more so than the Tabi'een, radiallahu anhum. Amongst the Sahaba, radiallahu anhum, the Muhajirin Ansar, uh, more so than the rest of them. Uh, and amongst them, then there's tears between them, the, 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 the Muhajirin, uh, and the Ansar, then um, in each of them is stratified by the ones who were there in the Fath, the ones that were there in Uhud, the ones that were there at Badr. Uh, and then the, 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 the top tier, even amongst the Muhajirun, are 
the Ashara Mubasharin Bil Jannah and the Khulafa Rashidun. Um, but the idea is that, that as you go from the bottom of the strata, uh, the bottom stratum to the top one, the deen is something that's lived, it's organic. Uh, and then after they're gone, uh, we ask each other questions about what did they do for this and what did they do for that, and then there's a need for textual uh, proof and narration, etc., etc. Uh, so that's the reason why, because people ask, they're like, well, Abu Huraira wasn't even around for, he was like, he became Muslim in the seventh year of Hijra. He wasn't even around for most of, uh, most of stuff. Why is he narrating so much hadith? And the answer is that the senior people who were there for everything, there's not really a whole lot of need for them to, uh, to narrate. I'm sorry, the fourth mukathir is not Abdullah bin Umar, it's Anas bin Malik, radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Uh, it's Anas bin Malik, and then after them, uh, 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 the rest of the... The rest of the four Abdullahs that we mentioned. So Abdul uh, Rahman bin uh, so Abdullah ibn Abdul Rahman ibn Abi Sa'asa. He narrates from Abu Sa'id al-Khudri, one of the four uh, prolific hadith narrators from the Prophet sallallahu that he said to him, uh, "I see that you uh, uh, like your uh, uh, your 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 the grazing animals, and you like to be out in the desert." Uh, and this is a thing, some people are kind of like outdoorsy type people. Um, and so he said that, I, I see that about you. By the way, ahabba yuhibbu, always people translate hubba as love. It doesn't need to be love. It could be like, like I like something, right? So for example, like, I don't know, like, uhibbu sikanjabin. Sikanjabin is a classical Arabic word for lemonade. Yeah. Uh, so, so I like lemonade. It doesn't mean like I love lemonade. I'm obsessed about it. Like you know, I have a website and an altar in my house, and which is devoted to the, the, you know, passion for the lemon drink. It's that's not. It can mean like as well. So he says that I, I see that you like your your uh, the ghanam is sheep and and goats, um, and ghanam is one of the most mubarak types of wealth. You know, like if you have if you have like a thousand dollars, what do we do nowadays? We put it in the stock market. Who knows, someone else is running the company, it may crash, it may, uh, it may take off, this may happen, that may happen, it's all out of your hands. In the old days, before stock market, what would people do? Just have a piece of land and buy some animals and every year you get more, your, your uh, investment increases. And uh, even if the price in the marketplace should tank, you can always drink the milk and eat it, etc., etc. So I, I see that you like your, 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 the grazing animals, the like sheep and goats, and you like being out in, in nature. Uh, he said, so when you're, when you're amongst your, your herd, uh, or, or when you go out to visit your nature, then uh, 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 give the adhan for the salat. When you give the adhan for the salat, raise your voice. Uh, why? Because nobody hears the voice of the mu'adhan when he raises it uh, uh, from the mankind or from the, from the jinn or from the mankind. Uh, except for right, or or anything other than them, meaning the angels, meaning other living things that you know about or that you don't know about, uh, or that uh, uh, or, or 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 any inanimate object for that matter, except for it will bear witness for that mu'adhan on the day of judgment. Uh, and then Abu Sa'id al-Khudri radiAllahu anhu, then he says to uh, this Abdullah. That I, I heard this from the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi He's not just making it up; rather, he heard it from the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And this is a this is a uh, this is a principle in the narration of hadith as well, that any hadith in which uh, something from the ghayb is mentioned, some sort of like knowledge with regards to the ghayb or the akhirah or some 
something that you could not know through except for through prophecy. Even if the Prophet ﷺ is not mentioned explicitly in it, the hadith is considered to be marfu'. It's considered to be coming from the Prophet ﷺ. So if there's a hadith about some Sahabi saying that the reward for this deed is X, Y, Z, even if he doesn't say, I heard it from the Messenger of Allah ﷺ, that hadith, hukman, uh, 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 by law is considered to be marfu' because they don't know those things except for through Rasulullah and they weren't a type of people who would make those things up. They used to consider that to be kufr between them, that a person should lie and make things up about about the deen or about the Messenger of Allah as opposed to people who came afterward who became unscrupulous with regards to these matters. But the the you know, a question might come up that, okay, why is this in the Riyadh al-Salihin, which is a book about the Muslim teachings uh, and the teachings of Rasulullah with regards to spirituality. Isn't this hadith more appropriate for a book of fiqh, right? Meaning that you can give the adhan even if nobody's going to come join your, your jamaat. Uh, no one's going to come join your, your congregation. And the the reason is this, is that the, the adhan is not only, we have like modernist and utilitarian mindset, the benefit or the function of the adhan is not only to, uh, um, not only to call people to the prayer. Rather, the function of the adhan is also it has there's function function and benefit of it in the uh, spiritual realm as well. Uh, that has uh, something to do with the unseen and has something to do with the akhirah, not just to do with this dunya. Uh, and so, uh, the, this prophetic teaching teaches us aid to venerate it as if it's sacred and be to benefit from benefit from it uh, so if you imagine that that the mu'adhan we said this yesterday and it's worth repeating again that we live in an age now where every like you know 16 year old boy has a profile picture of themselves and mashallah even some of our sisters too you know god bless them they're empowered they're we're all equal now uh they have uh, they, they they have this weird thing where like they have their social media profiles show them with a mic in their hand or standing behind a lectern and in more ridiculous cases people who probably would be best served and the community would be best served by them, you know, kind of shutting up uh, more than they open their mouth. They literally have on their on their profiles, their bios, like, you know, for speaking requests, contact such and such. And it's like, how about for being quiet requests? What email do I contact for that? Uh, but uh, so it's haram. It's haram. It's a sin. People will go to the hellfire for coveting the khutbah and coveting the imamat, coveting leadership in general and coveting leading the prayer. People, it's a, it's a sin. People will, will, you know, there are people who will go to the hellfire for that. It's a sin that people should make tawbah before before they die. If they meet Allah Taala with that sin, it's possible that they be punished for it. However, the things that we mentioned in the last, in the last, uh, 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 in the last uh, um, dars, that uh, uh, that the the, the Prophet Sallallahu he mentioned the things that a person should covet. And uh, one is the the first saf in the in the masjid. Co- coveting the first the first row in the masjid is not is not only is it not haram it's praiseworthy, and uh, people people should people should compete with one another to get to it. And uh, we live in a weird place and a weird time where it's generally most massages in America not all of them but most massages you can more or less swan right in even Juma as long as you come like ten minutes before the. Whatever khutbah or bayan starts, you're pretty much guaranteed a place in the first uh, in the first row of the masjid. Much of the Muslim world is not like that. Uh, 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 much of the Muslim world is like you know, uh, it's it's you got you got to wake up really early in order to get there, 
and not just for Jumu'ah, like for the regular salawat as well. Uh, and uh, I, I know it's like that in the Haram and Sharifain, of course, mashallah, it's going to be like that. Uh, in the, uh, 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 you know, people, you know, how do you get the first saf? I know people just show up for Fajr and they go home at Isha, or they'll come for Zuhr and they'll go home at Isha. Uh, that's how they get into the, the first row of the masjid. There was one Afghan, Afghani, uh, uh, old Baba, uh, Allah Ta'ala have mercy on him, he passed away relatively recently, but this, there's a Saudi newspaper article I read about him that he hadn't missed a prayer in the first row in, in Medina Munawwara and the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi for 30 years. And after like, what are year 23 or something like that, the Saudi guards were like, hey, do you notice this guy is here every day? And they're like, yeah. And so then when they, when he became aged and, and weak and it's difficult for him, then they would say, they, they would, you know, kind of give him the, let him use the side entrance so that he could keep, uh, uh, keep that practice up. So that's what you should covet. What, what, the first row? And the second thing is the, the adhan, giving the adhan. That's permissible to covet and a person should covet because of the benefit of it. And the third is what is the, uh, 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 specifically making it to, uh, uh, to, to the subh and the sahul isha. That if, if people knew what the benefit of that is, they would, uh, they would come even if they'd be, like crawl uh, on their arms and arms and arms and legs. Uh, so that's, uh, 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 that's that's the the adhan the the benefits of the adhan and the akhirah they're described in this uh in this uh in this hadith whereas uh there's no there's there's no um hadith describing the pitfalls of being a mu'adhan although there might be i mean if someone does it in order to show off or whatever uh, uh um you know but that's just very regular there's no special pitfall uh, 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 ascribed to or associated with the adhan, uh, whereas whereas the the the, the salat, uh, uh, leading the salat and giving the khutbah and other types of leadership, there are there's a whole class of hadith that describe the pitfalls of, of those things and describe uh, describe the uh, uh, the wretchedness of the state of the person who covets those things. One said that Abi Hurairah radiallahu taala anhu. قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم إذا نودي بالصلاة أدبر الشيطان وله ضرات حتى لا يسمع حتى لا يسمع المؤذن فإذا قضي النداء أقبل حتى إذا ثوب بالصلاة أدبر حتى إذا قضي التثويب أقبل حتى يخطر بين المرء ونفسه يقول اذكر اذكر كذا وكذا uh, uh, sorry, اذكر كذا واذكر كذا لما لم يذكر من قبل حتى يظل الرجل ما يدري كم صلى متفق عليه والتثويب والإقامة So Sayyidina Abu Hurairah رضي الله تعالى عنه He uh, narrates that the messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم said uh, when the, uh, the call to prayer is cried out the shaytan runs away uh, 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 in such a state that uh, he 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 uh, 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 breaks wind, uh, just as a uh, uh, is his uh, as an expression of his desire to uh, give some sort of foul uh, noise uh, that both disrespects the adhan and also uh, uh, prevents him from hearing it. And so the the ulama say that this may be a metaphor. Uh, for his uh, 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 lack of desire uh, of hearing the adhan or metaphor for how uh, badly or violently uh, 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 his 
uh, anger with the adhan uh, is manifested, or it could actually happen. Uh, Allah, Allah Ta'ala knows best. But at any rate, the shaitan uh, tuck tails and bails uh, uh, with, with a violent, uh, with a violent uh, uh, reaction. And uh, uh, then he'll come back until uh, the iqama is called. Uh, so thabayathubu uh, means what? The literal meaning of it, it means uh, to re- to return. Uh, uh, so uh, you know what is your what is the, the word thobe mean? Nowadays, like colloquially in English, we've made the word thobe into a specific piece of clothing, but the word thobe just means cloth. So the, the, the original way of wearing cloth is you wrap it around yourself, like ihram. The women, the men, they used to wrap the cloth around themselves. Uh, and so like, you know, the, the Romans used to wear a toga. It's basically like both pieces of ihram, not separated from one another, but it's the same thing. It's the idea. So the, the idea is that the nida is the adhan, and the tathweeb is what? Is the, the iqama, because you're doing the same thing again. So he says that the shaitan runs away from the adhan. The adhan has some, some ability to cause this violent reaction in, in, in the shaitan and he, he bails. And this is, uh, this is uh, again, it's a, there's a discussion amongst the ulama as, well, as to whether this is every, every evil jinn or if it's the actual shaitan himself. And, uh, you know, those discussions, um, they're interesting. You can have them. You can look them up. We mashal, go do tahqiq, go read some books and things like that. But ultimately... Uh, um, this not, majlis is not an ilmi this is not a scholarly majlis this majlis has to do with how a person is going to practice and get through their, their day so they say that uh, the Qadil Jama'ah Yahya bin Yahya al-Layfi whose narration of the Muatta is the most uh, the most well-known narration um, and he was a mashallah, he was a good student of knowledge he wasn't one of the time past like eat the madrasa roti for free type guys um, Malik liked Malik liked him, even though he 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 only studied with him at the end of his life because of the famous story that uh, someone had brought an elephant to Medina, and I mean it's not like you know they're sitting at home watching Discovery Channel in their hotels, right? Uh, they'd never seen it before, and they're interested too because everybody knows Alam Fil, but like they don't know what it is. So my youngest daughter, so cute, she said, "Baba, show me feel." So like you know she wants to see a, an elephant on. On YouTube, so she'll ask me. She'll be, I know, I know. That's my favorite surah. I want to see a field. Okay, cool. You know, uh, uh, so they've never seen a field before. So the, the 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 someone brought the elephant to Medina, and so basically everyone left to go see that, uh, except for Yahya bin Yahya, who came. You know, he he uh, uh, he came all the way from Andalus. So Malik just kind of looks like him and says, uh, "You don't want to go see the field yourself." Uh, and he's like, "I didn't, I didn't come here for that. I came here to learn. I didn't come here to," which is good. Usually most students are like just lame duck waste of time people or they have their lame duck waste of time moments that are very demoralizing for people who teach. Uh, and so uh, Malik was really happy with him. And perhaps it was because of that, you know, that he got the du'as of his sheikh and, and his narration uh, of the Muatta was uh, uh, so widely transmitted. But, and there are other reasons as well. You can go ask Mulan Abdurrahman Haji and stuff like that. They'll tell you with tahqiq. But the idea is this is that this is his disposition that he was a straight shooter. He wasn't a guy who liked to waste time. So the, uh, he became the Qadil Jama'ah. He became so famous. Uh, every one of Malik's students become famous when they go home. 
just having having been Malik's student was enough to make you like a big deal, you know. So he goes home and uh, 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 becomes famous, and they actually make him the chief judge of uh, uh, of all of Andalus, and uh, it, which is really interesting too, because in the madhab his opinion is not really very highly regarded, but being a student of Malik was enough to was enough to I guess make him the judge over all of Andalus. Uh, the the term qad al quda is used in the Sharq and in the Gharb they use the the, the expression qad al jama'a for the the chief justice. So he uh, 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 he's he's the qad al jama'a and the Amir once asked him. Uh, he wrote him a letter saying, "Is the scale pans on the Yom Qiyamah going to be made out of silver or gold?" The the mawazin, and so uh, uh, you know. He, uh, uh, um, Yahya bin Yahya writes him back saying that, uh, you know, Bismillah, Alhamdulillah, wa salatu salamu ala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, qala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam min husn islam in tarkuhu mala ya'nihi, that from the, 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 the beauty of the Islam of a man is not bothering with things that don't matter, that don't have any benefit to him or that, are, that, are, that don't concern him, right? So if the scale pans are made out of graphite or plastic or gold or silver they balance all the same it's the deeds that are in them that that that, that get weighed and so that was a that was a that was a a sign of the maqam of the ulama that people the, the ulama could say something so bluntly to the amir and uh, uh, still go home with his uh, head attached to his neck um, mashallah so you could say he was you know he's like the original original troll of the of the olden days and uh, that these things were mashallah immortalized in the in the books uh, of ilm rather than rather than a twitter and facebook but uh, so there there's a little bit of that but uh, what 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 part of this is relevant to us you'll see there are some people who really hate the adhan there's some people who really hate the adhan there's some there's some uh, even amongst non-muslims we've discussed this last time some people like love the adhan and some people really hate it and like some people have an irrational level of hate of the adhan this is a thing that, that, that's there, that someone's heart is crooked, this adhan will have this effect on them. And somebody who has some, some, some fitra and salama in their heart, then uh, the adhan will sound nice to them. Um, and uh, it transcends how beautiful the, the, the voice is. So Mulana Rumi in the, in the Masnavi, he, one of the hikayat is that there was a man in a caravan and he loves to, he loved to give the adhan, and everyone told him don't do it because your adhan is horrible. And uh, uh, he 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 would keep insisting on doing it, and so uh, uh, he would keep insisting on doing it. And then uh, one day uh, a Yahudi came with with a bunch of gifts and says, "Is there somebody amongst your caravan who gives the adhan?" And he said, "He they's like, yeah, this guy." So he's like, "Yeah." So he gives them all these gifts, and he thinks, "Well, mashallah, you know, Allah's rewarding me for my." You know, for my diligence in giving the adhan. So he said, he he says, why you're a Jew? Why are you giving all these gifts for that call to prayer? He says, you see, because my daughter she had left the 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 deen of our forefathers and became a Muslim, and nothing we could do to, could get her to change her mind. And it was a tragedy in our house. Our rabbis tried to convince her. Our relatives, our elders, nobody would convince her. Finally, uh, uh, someone in this caravan gave the adhan. And the people in the village laughed at her so much that is this the dean that you uh, that you uh, you joined that out of shame she uh, she recanted her Islam and became a Yehudiya again. So that's you know that's a separate issue. If you're going to give the adhan, try not to uh, uh, try not to drive people away from Islam. 
but uh, uh, you know, there is something. The point is, there's something spiritual. Obviously, that's just a story. That's not something. That, I hope it's not something that actually happened. Although I've heard some pretty horrible advans in my lifetime, it might have. Uh, in fact, now that I think of it, it may have happened several times in our history, unfortunately. But uh, the the idea is that part of it is part of it is like how it sounds like uh, melodically, uh, 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 you know, from some operatic point of view. But part of it is spiritual as well. It has to do with who the state of the person who's doing the adhan and how they how they do it and what sincerity they do it with. But coming back to the uh, uh, coming back to the the hadith. Um, there are some people also, just like the shaitan, has like violent reaction against the adhan. There are some people who have that reaction. And, and on the flip side, it's a sign of, of, uh, of iman to love the adhan. They say that Adi bin Hatim al-Ta'i, uh, uh, the son of Hatim al-Ta'i, that he uh, accepted Islam and that he, one, of the, one of the things that he noted about his becoming Muslim is that he never heard the call to prayer except for his heart had a longing to. Uh, um, had a longing to, 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 to come to the prayer. This is a sign of iman in a person. So people should want to hear the adhan and they should give some heba and waqar and some ihtiram to the, uh, to the adhan as well. This is one reason the, the mufti of our madrasa, uh, he actually gave a fatwa saying that it's haram to have the adhan on your phones. Why? Because people don't, don't give it any due right. It's, there's something sacred about it. They don't listen to it all the way through. Rather, they'll keep talking when, when the adhan is called. Why don't you, Mir? Why don't you come further forward in case someone else comes? So the uh, you know they won't listen to it all the way through. They'll cut it off. If you're like in the middle of a meeting, they'll literally they'll 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 just silence it in the middle of the words. And this is a this type of disrespect. This is problematic. Um, if it's done with a certain type of uh, uh, of disregard, it could actually even be kufr. Uh, uh, not that I'm saying that a person is a kafir or whatever, but a person should fear that, that the, the, the reality of kufr not enter into their heart because of a failure to do, show the due reverence that the, these things deserve. Uh, so think about it this way, the actual adhan. Okay? It's a sunnah, when, if you're reading Quran, to stop reading Quran and listen to the adhan for, for the rest of the time the adhan is being called. So if it's a sunnah to stop reading the Quran, that means other things... You know, uh, uh, a priori other things should also then should stop for it uh, and think about this that if the, the, the adhan is such that uh, the adhan is such that uh, it, it causes shaitan to have to run away then the place where the adhan is called the shaitan doesn't have any permanence there whereas there are certain places shaitan has like set up shop and has been like operating since like whatever 17 something, the, that place that where the adhan is called, the shaitan cannot, cannot have permanence over there. His presence is at best uh, uh, temporary. So they say that, they say that, I forget where it was, there was one of the Muslim countries, like Tony Blair came, and so the Oqaf actually ordered the adhan, the masjid masajid to not call the adhan of Fajr when he's there from the loudspeaker, which is, you know, he himself is, uh, mashallah, a very evil leprechaun type of uh, individual, so uh, that's 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 you know I guess they made his ikram properly because they know someone like that is going to be uh, especially disturbed by the adhan, but that's that's the thing. So if you have that inside of your heart, then you know that it's something you should quite kind of quietly work on, that the adhan should be something that causes you happiness. Uh, a person should want to live in the place where the adhan is called and where the within earshot of the adhan. Why? 
because then shaitan is not going to set up camp in his house permanently. Rather, the best uh, shaitan can do is come and go. Uh, <clears throat> so shaitan will have this violent reaction and run away. And then he'll come back and start bothering people again. And then he'll have the same uh, reaction and run away uh, when the iqama is called. Allah Ta'ala put some effect in the iqama uh, as well as the adhan that drives the shaitan away. And then once the takbir is said for the salat. Um, uh, and this is interesting that Allah put this, Allah Ta'ala put this in the adhan. He didn't put it in the salat. This ability to drive the shaitan away. That when the first takbir is said in the uh, adhan. Um, the shaitan will start to throw, uh, you know, suggestions into the mind, into the heart of the one who's praying. And he'll say to the person praying, remember this thing and remember that thing. Um, uh, until the person will start to remember things that they forgot from before. And uh, uh, so that's what some of the mashaykh, they said, like, if you forget where you put something or whatever, just start praying. It's not because of any spiritual enlightenment. In fact, shaitan will come and tell you uh, <laughs> where you where you lost it. Why? Because he wants to mess with your with your salat. And, uh, you know, if you remember Allah, that's even better than, mashallah, you have Allah, you don't need to remember where keys are. So, uh, uh, so that's, that's, that's the shaitan will say, you know, remember this thing and remember that thing. And he'll keep doing so until a person uh, forgets how many rak'ahs did they pray. When Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Amr ibn al-Asi radiallahu ta'ala anhu, anahu sami'a Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam yaqulu, idha sami'atumun nida'a faqulu mithla ma yaqulu, thumma sallu, Muslim. Uh, Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Amr ibn al-Asi uh, narrates that he heard the Messenger of Allah وسلم, say, when you hear the, when you hear the call uh, to prayer, when you hear the adhan, say like the uh, Mu'adhan says. So it is, uh, it, is, uh, it is masnoon for a person to say what? When the Imam says Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, that they say, repeat also Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. When the Imam says Ashadu Allah ilaha illallah, Ashadu Allah ilaha illallah, you repeat it. Ashadu anna Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Ashadu anna Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. You repeat it and you say the Salat and Salam and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's name as well. And then when the Mu'addin says Hayya ala salah, Hayya ala al-falah, you don't repeat those. Although I think this is uh, in our Shafi'i friends can can uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I recall reading in one of the Maliki Shuruhat, so probably not the most uh, uh, authentic place to you know, learn the Shafi'i Madhab, but that there is a qul in the Shafi'i Madhab that a person repeats those things as well. But uh, the, the, the stronger opinion amongst the fuqaha is what? Is that when you hear hayya ala salah, which means come to the prayer, and hayya ala al-falah, come to uh, happiness, uh, uh, that the uh the 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 person hearing uh, uh should uh, uh should say la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah and so nowadays you know when we say la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah it's like a, a way of saying like oh my god that's horrible which is not what la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah means right tahawi rahimahullah ta'ala he he writes uh in regards to the meaning of la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah uh, uh, la, la, la hila li ahadin wa la 
تحول لأحد ولا حركة لأحد عن معصية الله إلا بمعونة الله or whatever the specific word is that wording he says he said that a person doesn't isn't doesn't have any artifice or ruse or trick or movement or switching that they can do in order to get away from the disobedience of Allah Taala except for through his help. And then لا قوة لأحد ولا قوة لأحد لإقامة طاعة الله إلا به. That a person also then la quwata illa billah means that a person doesn't have any power to stand and establish the uh, obedience of Allah Ta'ala except for through him. And so that's what it means. That Allah Ta'ala says that Allah Ta'ala says uh, uh, or sorry, Allah, the, the Mu'addin says what? He says, Hayya ala salah, come to the salat. Hayya ala al-falah, come to happiness. The person says, "La hawla wa la quwwata illa billah," saying, "What that Allah is the one who can make it happen." What right? Because you hear the the the, the iqama, and then a person then the worry should shift to what? To how am I going to make it to the salat? Now we don't hear. Sorry, not the iqama, the adhan. We don't hear the adhan, and then when we do, we also don't have that worry. Oftentimes, we just let it go and pass. Uh, many of us, some people listen. Muslim countries just listen to the. The, the the adhan and then pray pray in our homes or pray when when we wish to pray, but the 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 sunnah of saying la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah when hayya ala salah and hayya ala falah are called, the 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 point of it is what is that a person is now their worry is toward how am I going to get to the salat and how am I going to fulfill it and say by saying la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah you're assigning the 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 fulfillment of that desire to attend the prayer uh, into the hands of Allah Ta'ala as a way of seeking help. That Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, La hawla wa la quwata illa billah is kanzu min kunuz al-jannah wa kama qala alayhi salatu wasalam that it's a, it's a treasure from the treasures of jannah. Uh, and so you, the, the, the proper way of, of, of saying it is that you use it as a means to either invoke the help of Allah Ta'ala to escape from his disobedience or to invoke the help of Allah Ta'ala to uh, be able to fulfill uh, his, his uh, obedience. And then uh, the rest of it, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, you repeat, La ilaha illallah, you repeat. When, uh, when the tathweeb of uh, Fajr is said, As-salatu khayrun min an nawm that salat is, uh, uh, is better than sleep. Um, uh, uh, the hikaya, the, the repetition, you don't say that back, but you say what? Sadaqta wa bararta that you have you have spoken the truth and you have done so piously. Uh, so Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa said when you hear the the adhan, then say uh, uh, the likes of what the Mu'addin says. Um, and then then say salat and salam uh, uh, on me. Because the person who says send salat and salam on me, Allah Ta'ala will send uh, blessings back on that person ten times over. Then ask Allah Ta'ala to give me the wasila. Uh, 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 because the wasila is a maqam, it's a station in, in Jannah uh, that is not reserved for anyone except for a slave from the slaves of Allah Ta'ala. And I wish to be, uh, I wish that, that slave to be me. And so why did the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam say this? Why didn't he just say, oh, it's, just, it's, it's my maqam in Jannah? Because he was uh, he was trying to explain something that 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 uh, this this uh, station the most honored station of all of the creation it was his 
but he's saying it in a way that he's not showing off or he's not showing his pride in it. Rather, he is, uh, 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 he's preserving his humility by saying that it is a station in, in paradise that doesn't, uh, that, that isn't appropriate or isn't pro- appropriate except for a particular slave from the slaves of Allah Ta'ala. And so that, that's how he identified himself, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, that he is a slave from the slaves of Allah Ta'ala. He's negating his specialness because everybody who thinks they're special, um, they're not special. And everybody who thinks they're not special, that one is with Allah Ta'ala is special. Man tawadha'alillahi rafa'ahullah, that whoever is humble for the sake of Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala himself, he takes it upon himself to raise that person. So he says it is a station that is uh, uh, that is especially especially for a, a a particular slave from the slaves of Allah, and my good hope is that 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 person is me. Uh, meaning what? It's him, sallallahu alaihi wasallam. But this is his way of, this is his way of mentioning it. Uh, 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 not not taking pride or not being boastful or arrogant about it, rather making his pride into being a slave from the slaves of Allah Taala, just like, uh, just like everybody else. Uh, and uh, you know this is this is uh, I guess this is the the character of the Prophet And why is he mentioning this? This is not a humble brag. There's actually a reason he's mentioning it, and it's not it's not for anything else except for for our benefit. Uh, and he mentions it uh, also later on. Like you know, some people are like oh you know I've been blessed with this and that and they do whatever picture of their whatever hundred thousand dollar car they just bought, right? Um, there's some stories about this stuff, but like, you know, if I tell them, maybe the person who's referenced, even if I don't take their name, they'll listen and then they'll get upset. Why did you? Whatever. So, but this, there's a lot of that. This is not the reason. He didn't just mention it just for the sake of dropping that. By the way, there's a maqam in Jannah. It's, you know, we all know who it is. That's not, that's not the reason. Uh, he mentions why. He says, فَمَنْ سَأَلَ اللَّهَ لِلْوَسِيلَةِ Why? Because the person who asks Allah Ta'ala for... For, for for the wasila, just like whoever sent Salat and Salam and the Prophet Allah Ta'ala will return the blessings on them ten times. Why? The Salat and Salam is not worshipping the Prophet it's worship of Allah Ta'ala. Why Allah Ta'ala told us, he says, this person is going to, I'm sending this person with my risala. So you just listen. Just be quiet and hear and you hear and you obey. So the more that we show our obedience to him, the more that we show our obedience to Allah Ta'ala. And so the Salat al-Islam is a showing that, Ya Allah, look, right? Because the Salat al-Islam, who is it addressed toward? In most of the narrations of it, what is it? Allahumma salli. Right? It's, Ya Allah, you're addressing the Salat al-Islam not to the Prophet Wasallam, you're addressing it to Allah Ta'ala. Out of adab, when a person goes and visits the Rodha Sharifa, uh, 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 and visits the, the Muajaha Sharifa in Medina Munawwara, then you say, Salatu was salamu alayka ya Rasulullah, salatu was salamu alayka ya Nabi Allah ila akhirihi. Right? Or if a person uh, 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 if a person is like in the Salat, for example, it's Masnoon at that time to say, Salamu alayka ayyuhu nabiyu wa rahmatullahi barakatuhu. Assalamu alayna wa ala ibadillahi salihin. But generally, majority of the riwayat of the, the Salat and Salam of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa are what? They're uh, uh, um, they're addressed to whom to Allah Taala. The, these are the ones that the Prophet himself taught the Sahaba radiallahu anhum. 
They say, Allahumma salli ala Muhammadin wa ala Ali Muhammadin kama sallayta ala Ibrahim wa ala Ali Ibrahim innaka hamidun majid. Innaka adaka is to who? Not to the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, to Allah. Allahumma baraka ala Muhammadin wa ala Ali Muhammadin kama barakta ala Ibrahim wa ala Ali Ibrahim innaka hamidun majid. Is it addressed to who? It's addressed to Allah Ta'ala. So it's you're showing to Allah Ta'ala, you're, you're uh, respond to the command to obey the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Say to the people, if you love Allah, then follow me so that Allah may love you. Uh, so that's, that's what that is. And so the, the reward Allah gave for this is what? That whoever sends the Salat and Salam, asks Allah Ta'ala to send Salat and Salam to the, on, on the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam once, he'll give them 10 blessings. This much, mashallah, most people know. The reason for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa saying, ask for the wasila for me after the send salat and salam on me and then ask for the wasila for me. The, the, he mentions this, why? Because whoever asks Allah ta'ala for the wasila for me, he's going to get it anyway, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. You're asking for it doesn't, sh- or like not asking for it. Or even if you want to be uh, knuckleheaded to ask, not for, it doesn't make any def- difference whatsoever. But what is it? Is that this, uh, 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 this, <clears throat> Level of ta'aluq that whoever asks Allah Ta'ala for the wasila for the Prophet ﷺ, whoever's love for the Prophet ﷺ is that that much that they should ask him, uh, Allah Ta'ala, for that wasila for, for the Prophet ﷺ, that person then the shafa'ah uh, uh, will, will, will happen for them. What is the shafa'ah? The shafa'ah yawm al-qiyamah is that Allah Ta'ala will allow the people who enter into Jannah to be able to intercede on behalf of people who didn't make it. Or people who are going to have to wait in line, it can it's, it allows them to jump the line and go to Jannah before their turn is. Before their turn is meaning what? Based on their own deeds. And so uh, there will be a great number of people who will enter into Jannah with the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam with his shafa'a, and it's no exaggeration to say that the shafa'a of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam has so much in it. It's so potent that a person who receives the shafa'a of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. The shafa'ah is something that will overwhelm their sins to the point where I don't think it's a rhetorical, rhetorical flourish or mubalagha to say that uh, even shaitan, if he received that shafa'ah, he would have been forgiven for his sins. So what about you, you and I? Uh, so this is, this is one of the many uh, hikmahs and blessings of the, the, the adhan that transcend just the issue of calling people to the salat. Otherwise, you can have a loudspeaker, you can send out an emergency amber alert on the cell phones, you can, uh, you know, you can have the ring the bell. If you're going to b- ring the bell, why are you going to Jannah? That's the bell doing the work, right? The, 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 uh, uh, the, the naqus, the wooden, the wooden bell. Uh, you can actually see it online. There are some Orthodox monks, they still, they still beat the naqus. It's not like just a wooden thing that they just clap it together. It's like a whole like drum beat. It's actually like very musical. Like the guy who, the, the guy who uh, 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 plays it, if you look at, if you uh, look it up on YouTube, I saw it one time. It's like really uh, like this beautiful thing that they do. But it's not, it's just a piece of art. It's not going to do anything for you on the, 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 the day of judgment. Rather the adhan itself is mulham. And the, the wahi came to the Prophet Sallallahu It's not only mulham, it's also, it's from wahi. The revelation came to the Prophet ﷺ and it came with such strength that there were a number of Sahaba anhum, a number of them, the Rasulullah that day asked, did anybody see a dream? Why? 
One of the reasons Allah, Allah knows best why, but like one of the reasons may also be that he's looking to the Sahaba radiallahu anhu, which one of them is being affected by the, the wahi, which one has the ability to, to, to take that effect in their heart. And so when the wahi would come down on the Prophet sallallahu it would affect the ones around them. So he's seeing who's, who's the one who is affected by it today. And so a number of Sahaba radiallahu anhum, they say, one of them says, I saw that, that, uh, uh, you know, that somebody was calling the people to the prayer with these words. And then Sayyidina Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu anhum says, you know what, I saw the same thing. A number of them saw it in their dreams. And the Prophet he's, he also, he received this uh, adhan through wahi. So it's literally from above the Sabah Samawat and above the Arsh Azim. There are other ways to call, calling people to the Salat if that's all it is. Uh, uh, but one of the problems with one of the problems with the way people look at deen nowadays is the, the 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 sacredness, the spirituality of it. They've taken out and they've turned it all into just a set of corporate processes. Uh, that you know you you know you do this and then you do that and then you do this and then you get the stamp from this that and the other thing and then send it to HR or whatever. And it's it, it, and you know you can do you can do it like that, but. Uh, it's uh, you know, and that, that definitely those elements are there, right? The adhan is saying hayya ala salah, hayya ala al I mean, that's there as well. But uh, if that's all you're getting out of it, then uh, you you're, you're getting a little bit and you're missing a lot. So he says that whoever so he says then send salat and salam on me, and then ask ask for the wasila for me, uh, because it is a station in Jannah. That's uh, uh, not appropriate or not saved for anyone except for one of the, uh, for for a slave from one of the slaves of Allah. And I wish that I, I hope I have good hope that that slave will be me. Uh, and so whoever asks Allah uh, for the wasila for me, uh, then Allah Taala will accept my intercession for them uh, 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 on that day. So you know, I mean, do that. You know, ask for the shafa'ah. Don't be afterward that Shaykh said that you know even Shaitan will be forgiven. So you go out and. You know, be like, mashallah, they just passed whatever uh, weed is decriminalized in Michigan. <laughs> you know, that those thought processes, those thought processes are the ones that lead to a person dying without iman. If you die without iman, there's no shafa, there's nothing, the whole, all, all, the, all the, the deals are off. Those thought processes are the road to being mahroom. But at the same time, a person should also know, like, you know, when it's time to die, all of us are going to die. Even, even you're going to die one day. If I could stop you from dying, I would have done it, but I can't. All of us are going to die one day, right? All of us, even you. All of us are going to die one day. So when you're dying, hopefully a long time from now, but Allah knows best, hopefully like after a long time, Shahir is like whatever, 130 or, or whatever, Shaykh uh, al-Hadith, like, like whatever, Dar al-Qasim for the last 50 years or something like that. When, when, when that happens, you know, uh, a person should remember remember all of these things. Don't freak out and trip out and whatever because you know uh, uh, because of your sins and have a bad opinion of Allah Taala at that time. Rather say you know I I I, uh, I uh, my whole life I would ask the wasila for the Prophet Sallallahu and I hope that Allah Taala uh, uh, then give me in exchange for for that the the shafa'a uh, and this is a means of having good opinion of Allah Taala because Allah Taala Himself says in Hadith Qudsi and I Abdi bi. Uh, that uh, I am as my slave thinks of me. So these are all the expressions of Allah Ta'ala's mercy. So a person can think of Allah as merciful, therefore receive his mercy. When Say Sayyidina uh, 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 Abi Sa'id al-Khudri radiallahu ta'ala anhu anna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam aqala idha sami'atumun nida'a faqulu kama yaqulu al-mu'adhinu muttafaqun alayhi 
Abu Sa'id al-Khudri radiallahu anhu says uh, uh, that when you that the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said when you hear the the adhan then say like the muadhan says. So there's a, a little bit of a shortcut if a person has to do something uh, uh, in the Maliki school the it's it's uh, the hikaya of the adhan can be done quickly. So when the adhan starts you can just get ahead of the muadhan a little bit. So he's Allahu Akbar, and now mashallah they make the like a very operatic adhan that takes a really long time. Uh, Malik rahimullah ta'ala didn't like that method of giving the adhan. Uh, um, rather, he said that it should be called with simplicity. That's one of the reasons, actually, in in some of the some of the countries in West Africa, the adhan is not called like, you know, like Luciano Pavarotti level of adhan. Mashallah, the, 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 the adhan they call in Medina Munawwara, the register you have to have in order to be able to call that without running out of like uh, notes on the high end or on the low end is very, I mean, it's, it's not easy. So uh, don't, I don't think, I don't, I, from what I know about the simplicity of the Sahaba radiallahu anhum, I have a very hard time believing that they used to call the adhan like that. Uh, but Allah knows best, I guess I wasn't there, right? Um, so, so, uh, uh, you know, so if you're in that situation where the adhan is literally going to take the next like six minutes to be called, um, then it is permissible, although superior to listen to the whole thing. But if you have to, you just start from the time that the mu'adhan starts the adhan, you just say, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Shadu la ilaha illallah, Shadu la ilaha illallah, Shadu anna Muhammad Rasulullah, Shadu anna Muhammad Rasulullah. Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah ashhadu an la ilaha illallah ashhadu anna Muhammadar Rasulullah ashhadu anna Muhammadar Rasulullah la hawla wala quwwata illa billah 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 Allahu akbar Allahu akbar la ilaha illallah Allahumma salli ala sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in Allahumma rabb hadhihi ad-da'wati tamma ila akhirihi akhirihi you can just read all of that right there and get done with it in 30 seconds and go on with whatever whatever you're doing if there's a need to do so uh, otherwise, it's superior to wait and listen to the adhan. Let it affect you. There's khair in it, inshallah. On Sayyidina Jabirin, radiyallahu ta'ala anhu, anna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, aqala man qala hina yasma'u nida'a, Allahumma rabba hadhihi al-da'wati al-tamati wa salati al-qa'imati, ati Muhammadan al-wasilata wal-fadilata, wab'athu maqaman mahmudan al-ladhi wa'adtahu, halat lahu shafa'ati yawm al-qiyama, rawahu al-Bukhari. Sayyidina Jabir bin Abdullahi radiallahu anhu, he narrates that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, uh, whoever says when he hears the adhan, uh, O oh Allah, uh, uh, the uh, uh, Lord of this, uh, complete call. Uh, and uh, uh, the Lord of this uh, prayer which is, uh, which is about to stand. Uh, grant uh, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam the maqam, the station of the wasila which we pre- previously described. Walfadila and grant him uh, the the virtue that he that befits him, and uh, 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 raise him uh, in the uh, praiseworthy station that you promised him. So this maqam Mahmud is what uh, it is. It is literally the station of, of 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 intercession on the day of judgment. That's what it is. There's a whole set of long hadith about that. Inshallah, maybe we'll get a chance to read them some other time. But uh, and then raise him, raise him up. Resurrect him in the, uh, the the station of intercession that you promised him, uh, and so this is the masnoon. This is it comes in a d- number of different ruwais. Most of them are shorter than this, uh, but this is the masnoon dua. One of the masnoon duas after the adhan. Wa ba'athu maqam wa ba'athu maqaman 
Mahmudan Alladhi Wa'attahu And then it ends uh, I see this written in a number of places Or you know called on Various Islamic TV station channels Or whatever It's not It's not narrated in any not of the it's not narrated in it's not narrated in any of the uh, 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 in any of the athar that I know of. It's not a bad thing to say, you know, uh, 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 that indeed you don't uh, you don't uh, back out of your your uh, your promises, but it's not narrated. And in general, the 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 rule is ittiba'a has more reward to do it like they did it rather than the way you want to. Even though sometimes the way you want to, if you do it, it's not bad. In this case, I don't see it as bad until or unless someone says that this is a sunnah, whereas it's not. It's not narrated. Uh, at least that's the tahqiq of, uh, of my teachers, and I've never come across in the study of hadith, innaka la tukhliful mi'ad, but uh, always in, in the emulation of our uh, in the emulation of our forebears, there's more reward in it than not, not emulating it. You know, Everyone in America is like, well, this is how I do it. I like to this and I like to that. I'll go have fun at Burger King. You know, it's that's not, that's not gonna, that's not, that's not how the dean works. Uh, you can have it your way. You, you know, so he says that that whoever says this du'a, uh, uh, my intercession will 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 happen for them. Uh, uh, on the on the day of judgment, Allah Taala make all of us from them. وعن سعد بن أبي وقاص رضي الله تعالى عنه عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال من قال حين يسمع المؤذن أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأن محمدا عبده ورسوله رضيت بالله ربا وبمحمد رسولا وبالإسلام دينا غفر له ما غفر له ذنبه رواه مسلم so this is one thing right like one of the things I I don't understand is that like people unfortunately they don't they don't take the requisite amount of time in order to study uh, the deen. And so we, we always throw at them like the longest riwayah of everything. The uh, dua after the adhan. It's like, dude, people, like their longest surah, most, most of our qawm, their longest surah that they know is what? Like, I'm not saying anything bad to anybody else. I myself, until I started studying, like when I was like, whatever, 20, that was the longest surah I knew was You think I'm going to be Allah? You think I'm going to like memorize? That's like long, that's longer than even anything I've ever was able to memorize from the, from the Quran itself as well. So there is a shorter narration for all of these things. So there's also a shorter narration for the for the, the dua after the end of the adhan, which uh, Sa'ad bin Abi Waqas narrates from the Prophet wasallam that he said, whoever says, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, when he uh, 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 hears the mu'adhan, meaning after the adhan, that I, I bear witness that there is no God except for Allah alone and without any partner, uh, and that Muhammad wasallam is his slave and messenger, uh, I am pleased with Allah as a Lord and Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam as a messenger and is, with Islam as a, a, a way of life. Then the reward is that that person's sins will be forgiven. Now note, this is a different reward than the the other one. Right? But it's also musnoon dua to say after after the adhan. Really a person should say both of them because the rewards are different. 
But if you're going to teach someone something, you should teach them this one first. Why? Be, especially if they're not going to be like whatever, going to maktab like four hours a week, you know, or six hours a week every every week or whatever in order to have the time to learn these things. Um, why? Because it's shorter. And there's also another riwayah, where the last two items are transposed. But it's it's not that long. It's not that hard. Ashhadu an la ilaha illallahu wahdahu la sharika lahu. Wa ashhadu anna Muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluhu. Radhiyatu billahi rabban wa bi Muhammadin rasulan wa bil Islami dinan. Or you can transpose the last by saying, Radhiyatu billahi rabban wa bil Islami dinan wa bi Muhammadin sallallahu alaihi wasallam wa rasulan. And uh, the person who says this, and both I think are narrated by Saad bin Abi Waqas radhiyallahu anhu, that the person who says this, that this is an occasion for the sins to be forgiven. Uh, and then the last, uh, the last one, uh, hadith in the chapter from Sayyidina Anas bin Malik radiallahu anhu, qala qala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, addu'a'u la yuraddu bayna al-adhani wal-iqama, that the dua uh, uh, will not be, uh, uh, will not be rejected, that's made between the adhan and the iqama. So what does that mean for the people who don't hear the adhan or the iqama? Is that good news? No, like you're missing out, right? So a kafir may pay like, you know, $700,000 for a $150,000 house. Why? Because there's a view of the lake. Otherwise, you could get another neighborhood for much cheaper. The same apartment or condo or whatever. So a person who believes in Allah and his Rasul, they should wish to be in a place where they can hear the adhan and the iqama. Why? Because that's... That, that's an occasion for the prayers to be answered. Uh, and that's a reason also to show up to show up early for the salat, not just like iqama. I mean, the, nowadays the pious people are the ones who show up for the iqama. What we have now is buzz, buzzer beaters. Get, get the, that last, that last raka'ah, or if you're Hanafi, you know, get, go, get in there before the salam, you know, and uh, you, 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 know, you, get the, you get the congregation. Yeah, I guess that too is better than like having a beer, Right, but like, there's a there's a way of doing all these things with ihsan, and don't think that in Allah la yudhiu ajr al muhsinin. Allah Taala will not waste the, the 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 reward of the people who do things with ihsan. So Allah Subhanahu wa Taala uh, give all of us tawfiq. Wa sallallahu taala ala rasulihi sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.